the reason for this commission is opening wounds, cleansing them so that they do not fester and saying we have dealt with our past. The Truth and Reconciliation Commission was a landmark process that has become a model for other countries going through a transformative process following mass human rights violations. The mammoth process 20 years ago is generally regarded as a success, but its shortfalls continued to haunt survivors of apartheid atrocities. These ghosts have come in the form of flawed reparation processes, inadequate redress and failure to prosecute those who were denied amnesty by the Commission. The Truth and Reconciliation Commission began its work in December 1995 and ended six years later. It was chaired by Archbishop Desmond Tutu and Dr. Alex Boren as the vice chair. In this series, KFM looks at the quest for justice 25 years into democracy and what has arguably been a betrayal of the landmark process which saw over 20,000 people give submissions. I tracked down a number of former commissioners, apartheid survivors who failed to make their submissions, as well as experts on the subject. In August 1988, House, the headquarters of the South African Council of Churches, was bombed and 21 people were injured. Kotsa House was also home to prominent human rights activists from the religious community that were at the forefront of the anti-apartheid struggle. It was also a place that stationed the Black Sash Movement, Kasatu and many other liberation organizations. At the time, liberation leaders like Dr. Alan Busak condemned the regime for the bombing. The bomb blast may have destroyed a building which has become a symbol of hope to many, but it was really aimed at the programs of the SACC and the organizations who shared Hotso House common commitment to see apartheid destroyed. The explosion shook the foundation of the building, bringing down several floors to the ground. The offices that Tutu and Reverend Frank Chikane once called home was no more. Hundreds gathered outside the building after its explosion in defiance of the security police. Archbishop Emeritus Desmond Tutu did a walkabout following the explosion. It was done by an expert. Former Minister of Law and Order Adrian Flock pinned the bombing on Mkontaway Seasware operative Shirley Gunn, placing her under arrest with their infant son for 68 days. Gunn later sued both the Department of Justice as well as Flock in his personal capacity after he admitted to the Goldstone Commission that the bombing was carried out by the security police. She made a submission at the TRC about her experience on Wednesday, August 7, 1996. There are two human rights violations that I have chosen to focus on. There could be many more, but I've decided to focus on those two only. The first is being accused for Khotza House the explosion there and the second is the torch that my son and I enjoyed in 1990. Mr. Adrian Flock had personally congratulated the forces for their tremendous success in creating havoc and mayhem in Johannesburg and for that particular bomb. Gunn is now chairperson for the Kulamani support group in the Western Cape. I visited her at Community House in Cape Town where she has founded the Human Rights Media Centre. 
Ironically, Community House is similar to Kotsa House in that it is here where several labor unions and human rights organizations are stationed. Community House is a heritage site adorned with liberation song, poetry and photographs of historical milestones in the labor union movement. The significance of the murals and museum-like walls are a nostalgic reminder of the significance of the organization's work operating at Community House. Working with thousands of survivors and victims of apartheid crimes for most of her life, she believes hundreds of thousands of South Africans were robbed of the opportunity to come forward at the TRC. The process of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission that actually labelled us as victims failed to deliver on the recommendations of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission dismally to actually communicate to ordinary South Africans that they had a right to reparations and they should take, come forward in their thousands and their hundreds of thousands because in fact the TRC was a very small window and only two, 22 and a half thousand survivors made statements which is just a tip of the iceberg. We've created a class of elite victims in this country, those that went to the TRC and those that didn't. This turning point in our story led me to Philippi, which was developed after the 1986 raid which saw several informal settlements, also known as struggle zones, burnt to the ground. Many victims have lost children and loved ones who went missing on that fateful night. In the next episode, I accompany Shirley Gunn for a visit to Sindiswanunu and Mama Belina Dudu in Philippi, Cape Town, where they discuss their brutal past as well as what they view as treachery of the sacrifices they made for freedom. I'm Tanisha Jichels, and this is episode one of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission series to mark 25 years of democracy. <laughs> <laughs>